This is the Cosmic Voice. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cosmic Voice. This is Season 4, Episode 9. I am here with my co-host, Chris Natalini. Hello, hello. And I am Mick Michaels. Welcome back, everyone, to another mid-season show. Chris, how you doing, buddy? What is up, Mick? I am doing awesome. Weather is warm. It's starting to get warm. Oh, yeah. Love it. Warm love more it. often. Yes, I love it. The days are getting longer. The days yes, are getting days are warmer. Getting longer. Yeah, yep. I love it. Shorts love it. and hoodie weather. Shorts couldn't and hoodie be, weather. That's what you, you said. Couldn't ask for anything more, man. I hear you. I hear you. Shorts love and it. hoodie weather. It. Yeah, now very funny. exciting. The spring, you know, not to sound cliche-ish, but, you know, there's always new life and you kind of get re-inspired. And then spring fever hits you and you just don't want to get up and you want to sleep for a couple more hours. But, uh, you know, it all works so out. You know, when it starts getting nice, I sit out for an hour or two, yep. you know, after like yep. the day is kind of like starting to wind down. And it's just like a detachment time yep. for me. So yep. it's very exciting. Very exciting. It makes me think awesome. about, you know, I think about what are we going to talk about next on the podcast? You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, then then you post something like 30 days till Christmas. 35 more Mondays till Christmas or something like that or 35 <laughs> more weeks or I'm not sure what it Sometimes was. Sometimes I just want to throw my phone against the wall. <laughs> well, you always kind of give me a little thumbs up or sometimes I get a heart from you. So that means well, you know, I do grown men giving I... each other hearts. I don't know what. <laughs> but I, I'll go with it. I'll go with it. It's okay. It's okay. Listen, I love you. So, you know, I, 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 you. I appreciate your enthusiasm for the holiday. And I think it's funny. But at the same time, I'm really mad. You're really mad. <laughs> well, whatever. I don't listen. I, as you learn, you can't make everybody happy. So I enjoy it. But see, now I kind of do it because I, I get messages. Like one guy said, he goes, you know, I think either you work for the North Pole or the Hallmark Channel. And I said, I'll take either job. <laughs> Either job, baby, because it pays more than this podcast. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. I love it. That's okay. I so so sometimes it. I do it, and I want to tag people, and I go, nah, because I will really get them. But no, I'm you, tagging you in my mind and heart. You got to tag people, Mick. You got to. Well, I, may, I just may now. May now. This is for my you friends. Got <laughs> you got to. Because, you know, your true friends will appreciate it. Oh, yeah. They'll appreciate it. I may delete and block him. (laughs) You'll report me and I'll go to Facebook. (laughs) Just for spreading joy. That's the way it works. I consider this harassment. Yeah, I consider this harassment. (laughs) This is spam. (laughs) Is someone in danger? Immediate danger. Yes, me and my eyes. (laughs) So true, bro. So true. All right, so let's spread a little bit more joy with tonight's topic. 
We're going to talk about the fake A&R scams that seem to pop up every now and again and then, either email or in your messenger or if you do LinkedIn, you'll get that. You'll get these people reaching out to you. Hey, we love your music. We heard your music. We picked up your music. We found your music. We really think you're awesome, so on and so forth. And they want to offer you the deal of a lifetime, the deal of a lifetime. Anyway, we're going to talk about that, maybe some of our experiences or how we've handled it if we've been in it. And Chris is going to take the lead here. He's going to discuss with you a little bit about the A&R scams. What do you think, buddy? Well, I hate them uh, <laughs> uh, right off the bat because like we had said in our one of our last shows that I was part of one. I was probably actually part of two, but I think the one that recently within the past number of couple of years was more of a scam than the first one was. But, uh, you know, what happens is, you know, you get these emails sometimes and, you know, these spam. And I, I am sure anybody that's listening that has any kind of business doesn't necessarily have to be music. But if you have a business page on Facebook, you probably get this just something similar. You know, we get those messages where it goes, hey, this is Chuck from AZ Records and, you know, we're interested in your music, yada, yada, yada. And then you get all excited, right? You go, oh, this is cool, man, like a label. Because back in the day, back in the day, day, you know, when when we were just young whippersnappers, you know, you always thought that that's what it was. Like, that, you know, that labels would seek you out, you know, that it would just be chance that a guy would just show up and it does happen like that i'm not saying it doesn't well it did did. prior to emails and all that stuff it did it happened at shows and showcasings because a lot of those guys went out and about actively looking they hit the pavement so we all dreamed of that like hey i'm such and such from here and here or i'm a producer you know because producers sometimes had just as much clout as a record label exactly and even lawyers at the time, if you remember in the 80s, early 90s, oh, yeah, a lot of lawyers so. yeah, were, so. they were representing artists, you know, because they had these contacts, so they would actively look as well. So yeah. they took that model and kind of moved it into some other realms. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. You know, being an artist, you know, you get these messages and you go, oh my God, like, this is so cool. This is it. This is the big time, whatever. And then when, you know, you dig deeper into it, you find out that, they want you to pay for your promotion or they want a monthly fee. And, you know, and unfortunately, you know, in my band that, uh, you know, I'm currently in now, Siege of Perdition, we had that, you know, we had gotten this email. And again, I had talked about it in our, one of our last shows. We got this email by this label and it was all great. And then, you know, the more we dug into it, you know, we talked to other bands and uh, other bands were like, oh, the label's great, the label's great. And then come to find out that, you know, you had to pay them X amount of dollars a month And what that did was that went to, you know, they kind of banked it and it went into promotion and stuff like that for when you would record a record, then you would have that money, but you're contracted to pay X amount of dollars a month for X amount of months. So we've talked about this to blue in the face through the years that we've been doing this. Literally, you're paying for something now that you really can do on your own and, or you, you know what I mean? Or you could use that money and hire somebody that really is going to get you what you need not necessarily just some normal joe that goes hey i'm part of this label and then also come to find out that the label that we were on had a roster of great bands but every day they were announcing another band and another band and we were like we were like geez i know what they're asking us to pay can you imagine what the money that this label's making if all these bands are paying like it was ridiculous man and in your defense 
because I looked at the label as well. Yes. Right? Because we wound up receiving something. We actually received Mm -hmm. something from that label through a a mutual party that we were working with, right? So it was, Mm -hmm. you know. I remember. And I said, well, you know, I'll take a look. And I went through and I I mean, there were bands in there that that I knew were of a certain stature. I was like, wow, this band and this band. And then I was scrolling. I was like. Oh, wow, that's that's my that's Chris. I mean, I was like, wow, I had no idea, you know. So I was like, wow. So, but in your defense, in your band's defense, that was one of the higher laid out setups in a sense. I mean, again, they did do stuff. There was a level of stuff that they, they did, did, right? But you, they did. I you can't cannot that. do that for that many bands. It's just impossible. No. Somewhere along no. the line, right? So, in, but again, in your defense, when you look at that site and you see some of those top names, you're like, "Hey, wow!" You know, that's a draw, right? Because even some of yeah. your bigger labels, like your more legitimate labels, they have their A list, they have their yeah. B list, yeah. and they have yep. all those people that's in development and the courtship and stuff like that. Yeah. But still. You're associated with them, and you know yeah. through the line. So you're like, okay, set up like that. But I, no, I, okay, not to interrupt you, but I just want to say, no, in your right, defense, right. it yeah, was well, easily, I, I, yeah, it was. I mean, it was because they. I don't want to say they sold us a hill of beans because they didn't. I can't say that they scammed us in the terms of taking our money and not doing anything. The scam is they're asking for bands money to do what technically they the bands can now do themselves right like right. that to me is the kind of the scam of it because they were doing really cool things with some of those bands i can't imagine the money that those other bands were were sure putting yep. out they i were, can't imagine they were technically we, financing it themselves but having a third party or a representative kind of facilitate it right yes. like like create the own yes. fulfillment services so that somewhere yeah. down the line everybody was getting paid unfortunately through what the band was providing yes right and again like as you said nowadays a lot of that can be done by the band but a a model that was 20 years ago well that wasn't necessarily the case though you could do it it was a little harder cost a little bit more you had to do a lot more legwork now a lot of things are right there you could just do a google search and everything you need comes right up and it's affordable right and you kind of pick from column a column b so it was a model that's kind of kept carrying over. Oh, yeah. Right? So yeah, yeah. this particular outfit that you're discussing kind of falls in between there's legitimacy and then there's not legitimacy, right? It's it's all in the right. way. But then there's places that are really not legitimate at all. It's just a oh, scam. Yeah. It's a front. It's like a, you know, it's a, it's a shell label. And sometimes you can tell... If you do the research, if you look through it, and listen, I, I suggest that anyone who gets one of these emails or whatever yeah. is yeah. don't click on any of the links directly. Take the main .com link or whatever and type it into your browser yourself. See what comes up. Go through the pages. What you'll often find is that they'll offer you radio play from like you know 20 stations that they run anyway. Yeah. Right. Or 20 different shows that really are on the same network. So, you know what I mean? And they'll offer you some press, right? They'll write you a press release for a certain amount of money, so many words, so on and so forth. And then they just blast it out. But who do they blast it out to? We talked about this before. There's places that say, well, I have 10,000 plus email addresses when the cosmic view and voice are five of them. 
So it depends <laughs> on how are you, right. you know, who are you sending right, it to? Right. Are they all active? You know, with the pandemics, some things disappeared and some things popped up. So it changes all the time. It's the power of those connections that really make the difference. But then anyway, as you see, you know, you'll see that most of the stuff that you're paying for is all in-house things that they're doing anyway. They just found a way or they pretend to find a way to make the money stay within a small pocket. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like you said, you know, they're bankrolling whatever it is that they're doing. And, you know, they'll break it up. Well, we do a 50-50 split or a 70-30 split of the promotional and marketing aspects. And I remember part of the thing was is we can create it any way we see fit. Like that could be more press, more digital, more radio, more whatever, you know what I mean? And all that kind of stuff. And each thing had its own price tag. And again, and we talked about this early on in other shows, there's things that you could do that may not be really needed. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So like, like, so you're wasting time, wasting resource, and then of course, wasting finances. And it's, you know, it's unfortunate. But like you said, some of them, they're giving you stuff, but really... It's kind of like you know empty nutrition, right? Like some things that yeah. we eat, yeah. it kind of just fills you for the moment, but it doesn't give you anything. There's no protein. There's no there's right. no nutrition like cel- to like, it. Like celery. Yeah. Well, listen, <laughs> celery can cleanse you out. I just had a real nice homemade celery soup with some potatoes in it. You add a little bit of salt. Oh, man, it's just perfect. Somebody goes, are you vegetarian? I go, no, but there are some nights I just want to do... Vegetables. You salad. Yep. Yeah, you know what I mean? Just give me some vegetables, some, you know, some broccoli and some potatoes and, you know, maybe some, you know, whatever. I don't know. I mean, that doesn't mean that I'm vegetarian. You know what I mean? And then if I said, well, I just ate a big steak and then what do you, slaughter? You like to slaughter? Yeah, I like to slaughter. So you can't win. You can't win one way or the other. I can't win. Nope. Can't no, win. Can't, can't win. This is Stephen Pearson from Rat, the Rat Bastard. You're listening to the Cosmic Voice. So anyway, back, you can't win being an artist either. So back to no, the scams. Sure. Go ahead, buddy. Yes. Keep going. So I think a lot, I think what interested us in the deal that they were offering was more the promotional aspect. I, you know, when we talked about we were going to do this, I tried to see if I could find the original contract. And unfortunately, I, I, I don't have it. I'm sure I have it printed, I'm sure, somewhere. If I remember correctly, it was more about promotion. You could have the greatest record in the world. You could have the greatest single in the world. But if no one knows about it, it doesn't mean anything. Getting your stuff out there is a lot of, you know, the trouble that we have as musicians. Right. Trying to get heard. When we saw it, we were like, well, maybe this is a good opportunity. So we ended up taking it. We paid into it a little bit. I think we may have been, I think we signed, uh, I want to say, I don't know if it was, I don't know if it was two years, but it may have been, I don't think it was a year, but I don't think it was two. So maybe 18 months. I'm not really sure. I think we were six or seven months into it. And then we stopped hearing from them. They just stopped. So I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to just hold back and I'm going to just kind of wait and see. And then I think a couple of months went by, hadn't heard from them. And then out of the clear blue, I got an email one day, one random morning, because they were from Europe. Right, Mick? Weren't they yeah, from Europe? Yeah, they were from Europe. Yeah, yeah. And I got an email We're one not going to name saying, any names. No, which, no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. No, I don't have any interest in putting anybody on blast. I got an email one morning, and they said that they had had a corporate shakeup, 
that they were moving people around, that the person that was representing us was no longer with the company. You know, would we be interested in moving further? And I politely said no. If we had the opportunity to just cancel the contract, chalk the money up to a loss and um, be done. And that's what we did. And he agreed and it was very kind. It was very polite and there was no, I didn't have to worry about anything. He didn't hold us to anything. He said, if you ever decide that you want to do business again, please, you know, let us know. And that was the end. The contract was just over. The label that I am with currently is, I couldn't ask for anything more. It's easy, it's simple, black and white. This is what we expect. This is what we want. This is what you guys get, done. And that's the way it should be, you know, cause it's not, you know, and I don't know, I, I know Mick, you've been through some labels in your time too. I mean, I'm not gonna lie and say that I know all the labels. I don't know how they work. I am under the impression now from the few labels that I've dealt with in the past couple of years, one being with my former band, you know, that was on a huge major label. And then the one I'm currently with now is kind of a very underground label who is amazing. They all kind of work the same. You know, it's not, it's not like it was back in the old days where the label took care of everything. They paid for the recording and then you just kind of made the money back to them by touring and selling and doing all this stuff. It's very half and half, 50 split, or, you know, we don't worry about digital. We only worry about physical or, you know, it seems very legit, very easy now. You know, there's not a lot of people owing money to people, at least in my experience in the past number of years. I, I, I'm not owed any money. Everybody is clean. Everybody is legit. Um, you know, I'm not hiring lawyers and going to court for all that kind of stuff. And it could be because of the kind of music I do. It could be because of the labels that I surround myself with. But there are scams out there. And, you know, thank God that there are some good ones. And I just got lucky with the scam. I don't even want to say scam because that's not fair. Like you had said, it is a model now that is being used pretty much across the board. It just happened that these guys, uh, this former label that I was with, were legit because they did have some great acts you and i had already spoken about it they were great it's not like they sold me on this huge thing and then they disappeared and then all they wanted was money because anytime we did exchange money there was always emails about we're going to do this what are you guys up to were things you know yada 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 so i don't want to say they were a scam they were just using a model that now is currently very popular but there are definitely definitely scams out there using the same thing Oh, absolutely. Listen, it goes back to the old saying, if it looks too good to be true, it probably is, right? I mean, you have to use your discernment. But listen, we've all fallen for something over the time because the passion and the drive that we have. It's very exciting when someone acknowledges you. And I get it. You know, I mean, like everybody at some point or another, whether it's you bought onto a show, you paid your entry fee, you wanted someone to review something, whether you paid $5, $15, or thousands of dollars, every one of us has been part of something to that nature. You get something involved with the show, or, you know, I mean, it's, it's happened. I mean, it's the way it goes. I've worked with a handful of labels. Uh, most of them have been on the up and up, but like we talked about it before, it's always a crapshoot. You know, with, yeah. even with the ones that are supposedly on the up and up, right? Because as you're saying, nobody puts too much on the line these days, especially in terms of money, right? So you got labels right. that just do digital because it's a minimal investment and you can walk yeah. away with yeah. it. But all the rights are yours. We just going to keep a contract mm-hmm. of two years or five years or whatever. That gives them enough time to make a best effort to try to make their money back of whatever they have invested in you. Mm-hmm. Because yep. PR today, for the most part, 
you can get relatively free. I'm not saying it's the best PR. I'm not saying it's going to knock you out of the park. But a lot of it can be done really inexpensively to almost free. If you spend some, We talked about this before in a couple episodes. If you spend some time collecting emails, you send out your own blast, you'll ensure some type of promotion that way or public awareness. Especially the better you write a press release, the more you can sell yourself out there. I mean, though, I see them every day. I see bad press releases. Vocabulary's bad, sentence structure's off. And sometimes it's because it's a language barrier. Someone's writing it in a different language and they're trying to, you know, or it's been, um, you know, Google Translate or something like that. You know, some of the meaning isn't, but some of it's just bad English on our part, you know, because, you know, we primarily, I mean, I can barely speak English, barely read and write it. So that's about the only (laughs) language I know, right? All the other stuff, who knows? I mean, if you get a canned email or you get a canned message in Messenger or, you know, like I said earlier, in LinkedIn or whatever social media thing you have, like if you're not addressed immediately. And again, that still throws, you know, you would think that, hey, in 2022, people don't know the difference. Well, apparently not because, you know, like P.T. Barnum said, there's an ass for every seat. So, you know, you send out a thousand of them. You only need one person to come back. And they've just supported you for the next three months. You know, they're vultures taking advantage of people's passion. And every day, there's a new artist jumping on the scene. There's a new young artist, right? Someone brand new. They just hit 14. They got a new Mac machine. They're recording in their bedroom, and they're ready to take on the world. You know what I mean? Or, you know, you got someone who's 42 and saying, listen... I'm almost at the midlife crisis. I want to be a rock and roll star. Let me how to do this. I got some money. Let me see what I could do with it. See it all the time. All the time. True. You know? So true. So, you know, be aware of that. Like, check out the email. Like, anybody that's using ego type words, you know, your music is great. You're awesome. We're going to kick some butt. We're going to tear, you know, that kind of things that kind of pump you up. Listen, there's legitimate A&R people. And they do scout. They do, like we talked about. But they're not going to contact you, cold call you from an email or social media. It just isn't going to happen. Maybe if they caught wind of you through somebody, right? Somebody said, hey, you should check this person out. You should do this. Or, you know, because you'll have scouts upon scouts. At least Mm -hmm. I would assume that they're still doing that. Because like we talked about another thing, word of mouth is still the strongest recommendation. Oh, yeah. Movies, food, clothing, you know, word of mouth does it, right? So same thing with bands. Hey, you got to check this band out. That was what was so popular in the early days of Facebook with people like getting these higher numbers. Hey, you got to check this band out and immediately like it. Like now it's almost impossible to get a like. Possible. You know what I mean? People like, ah, it's just, you know, I'm not going to go check them out. It don't matter. Yeah. yeah, okay. All right, that's good. Thank you. You know, so <laughs> they may pop into a show. I mean, I've had guys show up at shows, and they talk to us afterwards and stuff like that. And, you know, yeah. believe it or not, that's how I met Bill Matoyer. Not to throw right. names around. So just be mindful of that. There are guys that are out there, or you know, women, people that are legitimately looking for new acts, but they're not going to email you. They're not going to cold call you. No. No. You know what I mean? And if they don't have your name or they said that, you know, you know, they love your music and, and you're a plumber, well, then I think something's off. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. What, what were they hearing me play my Spotify list when, you know what I mean? While I was working on a job? I don't know. You are listening to The Cosmic Voice with your hosts, Chris Natalini and Mick Michaels. Michaels. 
I think a legitimate label is not going to sell you right off the bat with quoting your fees. They're going to talk to you. It's not an immediate deal. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They may spark like some interest, and you may spark some interest with them. And then there's kind of a courtship time. I mean, yeah. how long that is, who knows? It could take months. It could take a year. It could take, you know, they want to see how you're going to do. You know, I, I don't know. Maybe it's an experimental thing. But you're not going to jump into a contract, like, right away. You're just not going to do it. Let me ask something, Mick. And you may know, so that's why I want to ask you. Do you know for a fact, or do you think, in your opinion, that labels operate the same way they did back in the day? Perfect example. Let's just say, because there's not many, like, major, major labels anymore. But do you think that labels for an up-and-coming hard rock heavy metal band, we'll just put that in there, that major labels do what they did back in the day in terms of going, listen, we're going to pay for your entire recording. We're going to pay for the record. We're going to do all this. And then, you know, you'll pay us back through touring, through sales. Or do you think a lot of your major labels now work in some kind of percentage split? I know a couple of people that are on decent, really big name labels that are kind of bought into a program so to speak legitimate huge name labels but there is that percentage split there's the 360 deal right they get a cut of album sales touring and merch because they're putting up the money again right like major labels if they want to return on their investment and they want to control they put the money up do you think that happens anymore yeah oh yeah i still think it i I still think think, i still think it exists Absolutely, because remember, in those deals, they get 50% or more of the publishing, which is where the long-term money comes. Because oh, yeah. if, that, okay, if, that, if yeah. that artist yeah. hits one or two yeah. decent singles, now yeah, there's the true, money yeah. coming in, even if that band breaks up and disappears. Right? Yeah, that's true. So, yeah. you know, producers, and sometimes they're in-house, sometimes they're not, they get a percentage of that album, or whatever the case may be, if they negotiated with that, especially bigger names, you know. So I still think it exists, but I think that they figured out a way that they're not losing like they did. They also don't right. put out the big dollars the same way. One, because right. recording now is not as expensive, you know, because the prices on that have come down. You know, vinyl has surpassed in CD sales and it's really starting to grow, yet it's still relatively expensive. CDs manufacturing is at an all-time low, such low that setup fees and all these other processing fees have been added to the production costs so that these companies can make up a difference. Yeah. You know, that that what you just said is very telling. And, and I'll just say a quick story because I, I thought of you over the weekend because you and I talk about this. And it kind of goes with what you just said. You know, we had played a, a show this past weekend in New York. And I met this young lady. She dug the band completely. And, you know, we were selling our merch. We had the CDs on the table. And she comes over, she says, I, you know, you guys are great. I love your band. Had a couple questions for us. And then the last thing she asked me was, is your music on Spotify? Yep. That's that's a kiss like, of death. That, I was like, man, that's very telling. And, you know, you and I talk about it all the time, whether it's personally in our personal lives together and or on the podcast. And, you know, we've always talked about it, but that was just such a telling experience of, like, how people are consuming music. And we know that. But to be in the mix, you and I always talk about the big artists, yep. the Neil Youngs, the Taylor Swifts, the Kiss. But to be in that when someone looks at you and asks you that, that man, that that's a whole that's a whole other animal, man. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that that was telling. So when you say that CDs 
you know, the production prices have gone up. Well, now that just completely makes sense to me. It's it's the thing, right? So if you wonder why T-shirt prices at a concert have gone out the roof, I mean, think about oh, it. 55 65 $75 for a T-shirt. Listen, them sometimes T-shirts pay- ain't that great. Sometimes you're, paying, sometimes you're paying T-shirt more than what you bought the ticket for. Yeah, exactly. Because there's so many people, they have their hand in that now. It's crazy. Right. This is why I said it before, and I may get in trouble for saying it again, but I, it doesn't matter. Because a lot of those quote unquote bootleg shirts that are now out they're some of the best looking things I've ever seen and they match relatively the same thing you're seeing I think they're put in there for bands to make more money that they can pocket I really truly believe it but it's not like listen those those bootleg shirts are nothing like the bootleg shirts when we were kids hell no where half the front was on the uh, half chest and part of it rest of it was on your shoulder or you know Something was always misspelled. Yeah, you know what I mean? I mean, they could, you know, yeah, exactly. Something was misspelled. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, but nowadays, these are some of the primo-looking you know, bootleg shirts that I've ever seen in my life. I yeah. mean, they're, they're quality yeah. shirts. Yeah. You know, yeah. so. Agree. Yeah, yeah I agree. So, I don't know. You know, I mean, they have to figure out a way. But do I think that still happens? Yes. Do I think it's commonplace? No. Most of your independent labels, they don't put out any money. The only money that they'll put out is for the production of if you're getting CDs or they'll do a pre-sale or a pre-purchase of vinyl because it is still costly. And mm-hmm. because of everything that's going on in the world, especially since the pandemic and forward, the production time has expanded even more. So, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, sometimes it could take up almost a six months before you're... If you yeah. do one of those crowdfunding vinyl things, it could be almost 18 months till the vinyl actually shows yeah. up at someone's door, you know? Yeah. Anytime you're signing a contract, there's always some kind of gray area. There's always someone that has to benefit more. That's my personal opinion. Any that, That's otherwise, why would we force ourselves to sign a contract if you think about it i mean part of it is is we're trying to ensure that our end is held up or that what's owed to us that simply means because somewhere down the line someone's not going to uphold and i've said this before and i'll say it again most record labels when you sign a contract or an agreement with them sometimes it's not a contract so much as it is a length of time agreement and a lot of times now it's 24 months 60 months some 36 months and what they're doing is is they're just trying to give themselves enough time with that music that they're licensing off of you. Most of the time now, not your major labels, but for everything else, yeah. the artist gets to keep all their rights. They're just licensing out. Sometimes it's exclusive, sometimes it's non-exclusive. It depends. You could license your music out to additional stuff and not have to pay the label. Or the label wants a piece of that. You can't do anything in that two years, three years, five years type of thing. So they're minimizing what they're putting out. But in my case, is most of these guys within the first couple months, they're breach of contract anyway. Because they yeah. change up with yeah. their schedule and they, you know, oh, we're busy doing this or this happened here and we'll we'll make it up on the back end. And there's never a make it up on the back end. It never happens. I mean, and it's unfortunate. So we're all sold, you know, a bill of goods, not so good sometimes. A lot of the contracts, now a lot of people say you got to have the lawyer look at the contract, right? And that's true if you've never done it before, you have no experience in it. But nowadays, more and more of the contracts that I'm seeing 
they're really written straightforward to the point using uh-huh. proper English. Because, yep. again, the guy that's running the label, he could have been a tire salesman six months ago. Not to say that, yeah. you know, he's <laughs> unintelligent, but he could have been a he could have been a janitor. could have been whatever. You're a janitor and you're playing music or you're a house painter and you're playing music or whatever the case may be. So they're trying to make it a little bit more streamable so that people can kind of move on and get past this because lawyers cost money on their end yeah. and on yep. your end. If Atlantic Records comes to you, well, that's a different story. That's an investment that you may need to make. But nowadays that most artists, and we've talked about this in many episodes, especially early on, most artists wear multiple hats. And so do labels. A lot of these independent labels, one person wears multiple hats. And they're trying to keep their finances down. So the thing is, is these scams, you do your due diligence like we say all the time. Like I said, go to the site, check them out, see what they're offering. If they're reaching out to you and you didn't make any contact to them prior or you never had any interaction with them before, it's usually probably pretty. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, you know, listen, it's different that somebody reaches out and says, hey, I want to do an interview with you because you popped up on social media or, hey, I run a radio show and can you send us some Mm -hmm. tracks or something? Yeah, that's normal. And that's things you you definitely want to take advantage of. Right. But some of those guys use as lead ins as well. And then all of a sudden, hey, you know, by the way, we got this little label and here's what we do. And there are labels out there. They're DIY. And as long as you're reading what they're saying, they'll help you get everything together and find you the best deal. But you're still putting up the money. So Mm -hmm. are they really a label? Nah, not really. Right. I mean, people throw that around. Whatever, whatever. Records. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, long gray beard records. And, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, whatever the case may be. But really, they're just facilitators. They're more or less middlemen and they're getting a cut. And I don't have a problem with that as long as they're upfront with you about it. Yeah. My best thing is, is you want a label, you want a label, you want to get involved in a label, you want a label to notice you, whatever. You email them. Don't wait for the label or AR person to email. Send them your information. At least you're making the first step. The worst that can happen is nothing. Right. The best thing that could happen is, of course, they want to talk to you more. And even to me, an acceptable thing is, no, we're not interested right now. At least you got some communication. Because back in the 80s, we used to get letters all the time. Uh, Thanks for sending your stuff. We're not interested right now. Thanks for sending your stuff. We're going to pass right now. Thanks for sending your stuff. You guys suck. (laughs) You know what I mean? But at least you got something. Exactly. So, And I'd rather have that because that's a little bit more legit. And you can send stuff out periodically. If there's three or four labels you're really interested in, here's what you got to do. You got to court them for a while. They're not going to just go... Oh, my God, Chris Natalini just reached out to me, beard and all. Let's sign him, right? That's not necessarily how it's going to be. If you pepper in, like, here's a press release of something we just did. Here's some free stuff. You know, just check us out here. Here's a video, whatever. We just we just slayed it up in New York. They were going to change the flag and, you know, put us on it, you know, <laughs> for the state. That's how crazy it is. And that way, they're getting to know you. And I actually... Believe it or not, had that happen to me a number of years ago because they were on the email list. And what finally provoked them to make the connection back to us was one of our holiday songs. I was like, wow, you know, this is really, you know, and we, we talked back and forth several weeks, several weeks before any deal was starting to present itself. By the end of it, we did do something with them. 
again, this is 10, 11 years ago now, but the point is, is it was a stepping stone to somewhere where we need it. But because I was sending stuff out and yeah. this is, you know, still learning the ropes of back then, the new digital yeah. music industry, it seemed that it paid off. Just keeping people informed. If that's what you want to do, you know, if you're a brand new band, pepper this stuff in. Create this thing so that you're already making the contact. So when they do get back to you, it's really not that big of a surprise. It's your efforts paying off. That's just my opinion. You know no, what I, mean? I agree. But I I'm agree a, 100%. If it's something you want, and we talked about, if you want it, go do it. Just do it. Yep. I think just that was an it. episode. It just, was. Do just do it. it. Just do just it. Just do it. That way, again, you're seeing what's working, what's not working. If one person gets back to you, well, that's a plus. But if it sounds too good to be true, it usually is, especially if someone's cold calling you. Nothing worse than you're trying to leave the house and a guy from Cutco Knives is knocking on your door and says, I want to sell you the best knife ever because your neighbor said to. What neighbor? Yeah. What neighbor? Because I don't talk to my neighbor, so they don't know my name. <laughs> you either got the wrong house or you're full of it, bud. If it's something that intrigues you, research it a little bit. Don't respond to the email. Like I said, go to a browser, put the website in yourself, type it in. Yeah. This way there's no yeah. clickbait, no trappings, you know, whatever the case may be. Check it out for yourself. Like Chris did, you contacted other people on this label. Now listen, like you said, some things are going to work for people and some things aren't going to work for people. This even yeah. happens with major labels. Some bands love being on this label. Other bands hated it. Some people yep. loved working with this producer. Other people thought this guy, you know, he was the worst. Back to the P.T. Barm thing. There's an ass for every seat. You can look at that That's either right. way, right? Both ends of the spectrum. Don't allow your passion and your drive and your desire to, to be on top, to be an artist, to get heard. To You know, sometimes it's that ego or that fear of missing out, that F-O-M-O that they're talking about mm -hmm. now. That especially yep. is a big scam thing that they're using on older people, older That's citizens right. now, right? You, all your friends are doing it. And again, I'm going to ask somebody, how do you know my friends? I don't have them. So I don't know who you're talking to. You got the wrong number, bud. But they use that. Like you're going to miss out on something if you don't do this with us. And yeah. That kind of thing. But just look around. There's plenty of legitimate small labels out there. Small labels of all different kind. Right. right. Nowadays, like Chris said, the playing field's a little bit more leveled in terms of distribution. There are different packages for yep. it. Yes. Yep. There's ones that are connected to bigger distribution. And sometimes that's just years of being in the business. There's a track record there. If you don't want to do it yourself and you want to be linked to somebody else, you start reaching out. You start making just like you would with a venue. Just like what you yeah. want to do with other yeah. musicians. Just start reaching out and doing what you can. What do you think, buddy? You got anything else you want to add? No, man. We've No, we've definitely not. This was... No, we've covered everything. We've joked around about some things and all, but this is a heavy subject. It's a dark subject because a lot of people, unfortunately, have been taken advantage of. And you would say, oh, yeah. well, with 2022, we shouldn't be having this. People should be more aware. Yes and no. There's always somebody brand new, somebody that yeah, doesn't yeah. know, somebody, you know. Yep. And it's part of the learning ropes. Like I said, at one point in time, we've all fell victim to some version some level you know somebody said something that we thought was going to be it and you know it's whatever it's it's tough when you got so much passion and love for what you yeah. want to do you know what i mean yeah yeah so yeah just be careful out there people do your due diligence worst case scenario you don't need someone else's approval or a-okay you can do it yourself
If you like that, check out some of our other episodes at www.thecosmicvoice.com. Step into the cosmic verse and fill that void. Thanks, everyone, for listening. This is The Cosmic Voice. Be sure to check us out at thecosmicvoice.com. Like and follow us on Facebook at The Cosmic Voice. You can find The Cosmic Voice everywhere you listen to online podcasts like Deezer, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, and so many more. Okay, folks, that will do it for another episode of The Cosmic Voice. Mick and I would like to say thank you very much for tuning in, and we will see you next week. You're listening to The Cosmic Voice. Music, talk, and nothing but business.